All right, we're here with another clip of our Metro Jiu-Jitsu podcast, and I'm here with Coach Mo. How you doing today, Coach? Hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So uh, this time I'm in the hot seat, right? You got some questions for me? I do. I do. We have some questions from our uh, – your students have actually asked. Okay. Right. And uh, parents have asked us questions, and we've gotten uh, – you know, questions from the community. So going to just jump right into it. All right, let's do it. When did you know you wanted to teach uh, jiu-jitsu? <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, so it's kind of a – it's a well, – well, when did I know I wanted to teach jiu-jitsu? Uh, I knew somewhere around – right around two-stripe blue, probably, mid-blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically, though, like because I've got a kind of a teaching spirit. I just uh, – I always like to give back uh, with whatever I've done. Like I, I taught um, – you know, if I learn something and once I really know it, it's uh, I'm not the type to try and hoard, hoard that knowledge for myself. I, I uh, you know, try to help others with it. Um, so I reached out to before. I'd never done any martial arts, like, period. I had lost one fight and that was it. And I reached out to uh, to my jiu-jitsu instructor and said, how, ma- how much are your classes and how do I go about teaching them? You know, and so and he's like, you know, he kind of kind of taken aback. He's like, I mean, once you're purple belt, you're definitely good enough to teach. This was ten years ago. And he's like, but uh, but um, looking back at it now, I see how ridiculous that that statement was. Having done nothing, and you know, because all I'm thinking of is if once I learn something, let me teach it. So, so uh, did you did you get to teach as a purple belt? Uh, as a purple, not formally. No, I didn't. I didn't run any classes at our at our school. Um, not like formal classes, but uh, I got to teach plenty of people. Um, you know, informally. So now that you're a school owner yourself and you're responsible for hundreds of uh, of people, do you think that um, if you had a purple belt here today that wanted to teach, how would you feel about that? Oh, I would support that. I definitely support that uh, because for two reasons. One is uh, teaching is a manifestation of your knowledge. So it's, um, you know, you've heard it said, it's kind of cliche. You, you, you only teach, you can only teach a portion of what you know. It's like 10% or 20%, something like that. Um, so if I know, you know, if I know a hundred things, um, if, uh, if I know a hundred things, you know, I can only teach 10 or 20 of those. Uh, additionally, uh, the jiu-jitsu landscape today is, is totally different than what it was 10 years ago. Um, you know, when I walked into... Uh, you know, I, I definitely agree with that because uh, it was, uh, you know, there's nothing uh, better than getting a compliment from your uh, coach or instructor. And I remember as a uh, blue belt, our, uh, my instructor at the time uh, uh, at Detroit... Uh, Detroit Jiu-Jitsu, Professor Danny Anjami was telling me, uh, you guys are way better than we were. And it really tickled me because I took that statement for years to come, and as blue and at purple and at brown, I just reminded him, hey, Danny, we're, uh, we're, we're better than you were at the time. Or uh, I just asked him, like, jokingly, if I could kick his butt, uh, uh, blue for blue, blue purple blue for Blue belt mode versus blue belt. Yes, make that history match up. Yeah, I agree, and I think everybody knows that jiu-jitsu is uh, definitely uh, evolved and ranks today are – higher and more advanced than there were ranks 5, 10, 15 years ago. 
And well, and that's a uh, you know that's uh, just a combination of uh, one. It's it's more widespread. It's getting more popular, so more people know it. Which is you know in addition to more people are sharing that knowledge. You know it was it was a limited, really limited. Now you've got twenty twenty or you know if you have two people looking at a move trying to brainstorm on it versus two dozen people, it doesn't matter their rank. I mean, different people think differently. That's the benefit of having a plethora of training partners is uh, you have different eyes on it to, to ask the right questions and come up with the right solutions. So uh, so you got to work with some of your lower, uh, some newer people as you were more advanced in the school at like, uh, you used to train at like five or six o'clock in the morning at times? Yeah, yeah, we used to, cause my, uh, um, just with my, my schedule, I, it was a little bit difficult to, uh, to make evenings, but I still, I, I wanted to stay on the mats. So we did uh, what was called an early bird session. Yeah, five, I, some days five, some days six in the morning. And, uh, you know, they, <laughs> it ended up being, uh, it just, I was always joking with the upper ranks. I was like, well, what, the white belts are the only ones with hearts with heart around here? You know, because they would show up. And so, yeah, we would do open mat, open mat style, maybe do a technique, but it uh, maybe even early 5 a.m. shark tanks, if you could believe that. Um, but yeah, yeah, and uh, so we uh, taught, like I said, so I taught a lot, I got used to teaching a lot, uh, just not in for, you know, not formally, not formal classes. What's been your biggest uh, surprise as a uh, teacher now? Um, for sure, uh, hands down is probably the speed and the rate at which you're, um, I'm seeing the kids program, the kids in our kids program, reap the benefits of jujitsu. What do you mean, like, like, uh, like, uh, you know, Casey? I, I don't know if you saw this video I posted. It was, uh, it was. Uh, I've routinely, a few times now, we've had kids come in their first day and like crying, like, like. Uh, I mean, you've seen some of them. They're, they're just crying and they're not for whatever reason. And I'm thinking, man, this is. This is gonna be a it's gonna be a long journey to even get this kid to do anything, and then then the very next day, like crying, like uh, crying, running off the mat, like running off the mat, wanting, like, I want to go home, I want to go, <laughs> like 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 a mental breakdown. Like I was like, man, this is uh, okay, you know, that's fine. We'll take, we'll we'll meet them where they're at, but I just thought it would take longer. Well, what do you like? I have seen that. What do you think causes that, and like, what is the what's the trigger where do you think that comes from you know i um i I can't speak to the motive and especially with some of them i don't know their full backgrounds um i do know you know dealing with like i taught youth for uh youth group for almost 10 years um definitely not having some type of father figure i think plays a huge part in it um you know i think it could again i not knowing uh the full background but also, it's it's how they're nurtured. You know, someone's nurture versus nature. Um, if they're really nurtured and coddled, um, uh, if they're nurtured and coddled, you know, they're uh, that's that's you're you're kind of catering to that. Uh, the other thing is, you know, with um, the kids that I taught in the youth group, a lot of them come from bro- broken homes. They have a lot of luggage, and uh, some of them do. And uh, and so just learning to kind of, again, meet them where they're at and start from where they're at. You know, you can't, you can't cookie cutter. You can't treat, um, I mean, you know, you got six kids. You can't, can, can, can you react, uh, treat Jabril the same way you may, you, you, one of your daughters, you have to treat them differently, I would assume. 
Yeah, that's a good point because um, they uh, kids are so different. They're, they're so like their emotional, uh, their emotional either you could say emotional luggage or their uh, emotional courage that they've I agree. They, that's been established in their life plays a big part in how much risk and experimentation they're willing to do, especially when it comes to being around other kids and getting on the uh, coming into a gym where. You know, kids are doing like really uh, uh, intense exercises, or you know, or just running around like little butterflies. Yeah, yeah. Some of them. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Next question. Okay. So, the classes that you run, you have dozens and dozens of kids in the class, right? And uh, how do you know that the that like from top to bottom that the kids are either learning what you're teaching or just learning in general you know you have uh, dozens of kids dozens of different uh, you, you have them from 5 to 13 in the same class how do you know that they're uh, learning what you're teaching um, yeah that's a that's a good question and the short answer is uh, well I guess it's kind of a couple fold uh, one, you'll, you can see them doing it. You can see we watch their matches, uh, and you can see them playing with the movement, getting to different positions, just like anything else. The second one is they're uh, based on um, – I mean, we, we – kind of, I at least – you know, I like – we like to do an interactive style. You know, um, you know I, rather than talking at the kids to keep their attention – I ask them, I say, you know, what, what do I do from here? Is this the right way? Is this the right way? And, um, and they're all eager. A lot of them are eager to raise their hands and, and they give the correct answer. So, um, and then some of them, you know, I hold this criteria a little bit more to the adults is by the questions that they ask, you know, the questions that they ask, um, you know, if they're asking, but you know, coach David, he kept pulling me down or spinning me around. What do I do there? Well, that, that tells me they're getting in, they're paying attention during the matches. Well, kids ask silly questions. They do ask. Well, they, they yeah. ask questions <laughs> that's unrelated to what happened. Uh, uh, not not let alone to late today, this week. Yeah. So no, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like, how as an instructor and as a parent do you know that kids are learning? What do you mean by the questions? Well, I mean the 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 questions, the relevant questions. You know, the relevant questions. Um, you know, to the matches, the relevant questions to like I've I've actually had some. Um, kind of suggest moves uh what i mean by that is like i might be teaching a um you know a choke from mount and they're like oh you know oh coach david coach david isn't you could do the arm bar too i was like yeah you, you absolutely could do the arm bar we're not doing that today but you, yeah you could you know so it's uh question slash i guess comments um but you just to where you know um you see where their headspace is at versus you know it's the silent one the ones who talk even if you know one out of every four questions is relevant that's still one more than someone who's just sitting quiet. So, so if you had to give up one of your secrets, <clears throat> it's been uh, under three months. Again, you're pushing a couple hundred students. Uh, if you had to give up one of your student, uh, one of your secrets, <clears throat> what is it that? What advice could you give to other people who have students and that are trying to build a better teaching style mm -hmm. that will help? Uh, them and everybody in this community uh, be better teachers um, you know the, the there are no secrets um, and what every single student we have 
Um, I, you can't fake it. You know, I'm not, people can tell if you don't care about them. Uh, parents can tell if you don't care about their kid, if you're only looking for that paycheck. Adults can tell if you, you're going to, you know, kick them off the mat because you want to get home and don't, you don't have their best interests in that. People can tell you can't fake that. Um, so conversely, people can also tell when you're being real when you, and that's like the biggest statement we've had is, as we work, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here. We work relentlessly to, to provide value, to check up on our students, to genuinely consider, like I, I talk with, uh, some of these students more than I talk with, uh, some family members of mine, like, like blood family members of mine. Um, because I'm, I want to, uh, especially, especially the kids. Um, I mean, the kids are. You know, with uh, with the adults, you know they can explain to you what's going on with their with their life. The kids may not, so now it's like I gotta get with the parents and see what's going on. Is this normal behavior for them? Is this not? I you know help help me help them. You know, um, and that's where. So the the to, the short answer to that is you have to you have to genuinely care for your students. It's it's like the simple answer is the correct answer. You're not gonna fake it. You know. Well, I think one thing that's been a, uh, that you do with your students is being present. <clears throat> so we all, you know, we all microtask and have many things going on throughout the day, but one of the culture that you've established here uh, during your classes is being 100% present. Uh, and I think students could feel it, kids could feel it, parents definitely fe uh, feels it, and uh, and I would share that with any other school or any other uh, martial arts instructor is make sure you're present and be there in that moment for the student because that's uh, uh, everything falls into place and uh, makes it easier to learn and uh, for the students. So yeah, they can they can tell if you're being authentic. I've had uh, just one more thing to add. You can go to the next question. It's, it's always shocking to me. I've had parents, you know, kind of come to me on the side and they're like, thank you for, you know, taking, uh, if a kid's struggling with a move or a technique, you know, I, uh, I'll go over and kind of assist them and, and work through it best I can to get them to, to do it. And they're always like, thank you for taking the extra time. And it's, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking that's what I'm here for. You know, apparently their experience elsewhere hasn't been the same. So, yeah, being present is a huge one. Where do you see, uh, where do you see the next phase and you growing as a teacher be at uh, Metro Jiu Jitsu? So what is it? Uh, so you you're one who believes that people uh, people have to grow and evolve as uh, students, professors, teachers. Uh, where do you see the next promotion or level of you in, in teaching your students? Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think it would be more, the more, uh, philosophy I've always tried to adopt whatever I'm teaching is, is the more personal you can make it, um, the better, you know, rather than like a mass produced, you know, we've all had those teachers in, uh, in whatever grade, high, high school, college that like, they just wanted to push through the curriculum, whether you, whether you understood the math she taught that day or not. And uh, that's one thing I want to be is is intimately familiar with uh, every student's of mind game and where they need to grow. You know, they um, one thing that was always like 
I want it to be kind of a mixture of my responsibility to follow up with them, you know, rather than waiting for them to come to me and ask, hey, coach, you know, how come I haven't gotten promoted in six months? I go to them and be like, hey, you know, for your next promotion, here's what I want to see. Here's what you really need to work on. You know, and knowing that, like, right, uh, yeah, right. rather than because, yeah, you can do that. And you and I, you and I would do that. Like, hey, I, I haven't gotten promoted. There's got to be a reason. Let me go check it out. Not everyone's like that. You know, that rather than, uh, and I think it, I think it could breed uh, breed some discord. You know, if uh, if they're not um, so rather, you know, I would just say as the teacher, I'd be I would be proactive in going to my student and let them know what I want to see. What do I expect? Are there any students that you find it hard to teach? Any personalities, learning styles? Um, uh, outside of the the five year olds, the five no, the younger they are, um, are, are probably the most difficult simply for the attention span. Those are, it's axiomatic. The the ones that don't have a learning attitude are the hardest to teach. You know, if if you've got a student who thinks he knows everything you have to say. He's gonna be hard to teach versus someone who like the the learning attitude I've always tried to have is look I'm paying this guy because he knows more than I do so I'm gonna like you like you were you've said before I'm gonna try to soak up everything I can out of him I know he knows more than me he knows he knows more than me I want to get it out of him rather than like oh I know that I know that I know that you know then why am I here why don't you go go open, <laughs> go open your own school then <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Coach David, we appreciate your time. Anything you want to share for our listeners uh, in the, on the subject of learning or teaching jiu-jitsu or martial arts in general? Uh, one thing I, I, on the subject of, of learning and, and kind of teachers in general is, is it, it's come up a lot, you know, that uh, you need to find a teacher that you're, that you're comfortable with. And it's like it's like any other it's like it's like a college course or anything like that. We all have we all have we can all name our favorite teacher. Period. We can, but I mean, wouldn't wouldn't it be fair to say when you first go to a school to sign up, uh, you know, it's like being on a first date. The teacher is going to show their best side, and you know, they might try to sell you and only give you the best points of them. How do you, if you're going to check out a school? Or you know, start which what could be a ten-year journey with somebody. Yeah. Like, is it realistic to think that I could make an educated decision after meeting somebody for five minutes when I'm only going to see the best side of that person? Uh, well, that's I guess that's a good point. And um, you know, I, I part of that would come into that. You know, that's one thing, one reason we're putting out all of our uh, all the content that we are. It's 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 a. I'd say it's almost impossible to fake it. Like on, you know, being being as active as we are on social, when you when you see us on YouTube, when you see us on Facebook and Instagram and all these places, it, we're it's 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 almost impossible to fake that. Every and then you're going to walk in and then we're going to be someone completely different. No. No. I mean, you're going to what you see on those is is as real as it gets. Uh, we have plenty of people to to support that. So I guess yeah, other schools who don't you don't have that luxury of seeing what the instructors are like. Yeah, it, it's a roll of the dice, but um, you know I, I would uh, I would agree with that because uh, the biggest selling point that you're going to hear uh, from my experience over the last 20 years is oh we have the best school we have the uh, toughest guys we have the most medals and uh, I would encourage people to really look into what does it take 
to have the uh, uh, toughest guys. Does that mean that everybody gets their ass beat in the school all the time? I mean, I, I don't think that's the healthiest way to, uh, uh, to build a, uh, the toughest school or the biggest school. So what I would encourage anybody listening when looking f- to start a, uh, in a martial arts school, it could be a 10-year uh, journey, is uh, what are the strong points? So if you have a strong school, uh, what, what about it makes it strong? Having a bunch of uh, advanced students in the school doesn't necessarily make it a strong school. So in my opinion, having a strong school is really about uh, how many uh, people do you have are duplicating the culture that the school owner or the, uh, the team wants. So That's huge. I think... Uh yeah, I think that's huge. Um, one thing that we we have found is uh, is your culture follows leadership. Period. I mean, we've all seen it in the job. We've all seen how a work atmosphere can can follow a disgruntled manager or a disgruntled boss. We, I mean, we've all seen that. And so if um, so, that's why it's uh, yeah. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. You know, I. Um I, I had this manager of mine and that was in a uh, one of my uh, really really busy uh, retail locations and uh, you want to talk about how culture could really poison poison a uh, work atmosphere or a team so this manager of mine actually had some issues with a uh, employee and uh, so that you know we ended up parting ways with the employee obviously we had to rehire some some new staff and that manager uh, wanted to bring in somebody else he almost recruited somebody among some of my other uh, my retail stores to come work for him because he thought he would be good for his team Mm. so we did that we kind of gave him what he wanted he let him cherry pick a little bit and uh, eventually that manager had a problem with him and then he had a problem with another person so I drew a tree and I showed the manager I said look I said, you were at the top here, this is your store and you're running the store, and just like a martial arts school, uh, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's really hard for schools to make this, uh, make this decision. Sometimes if everybody underneath the leadership is not working, you gotta cut out the leadership and bring somebody else in. Yeah. And uh, jiu-jitsu's cult mentality is people get stubborn at the top and, you know, they'll bleed, they'll bleed, uh, bleed it until until it's too late until you lose lots of people uh in a school or uh just ruin people's uh experience with martial arts yeah i agree with that so anything else you want to add that's it no that's uh that's plenty uh for today guys don't forget to you know like like the video share our page uh feel free to reach out to us uh metrojj.com uh, emails metro bjj at gmail.com any questions you want to hear on the channel uh, hit us up and we'll do our best to get them on here thanks so much